The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. If your organisation, school or sporting club was impacted by the bushfires, you can apply for a bushfire recovery grant by visiting combank.com.au forward slash bushfire recovery. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Wednesday the 3rd of June. In your squiz today, US President Donald Trump threatens a military crackdown. Leaked World Health Organization documents show frustration with China. Interest rates on hold and one expensive Bible. This is your squiz today. The situation in the US continues to escalate. We mentioned yesterday that there's a lot of attention on President Donald Trump's handling of the protests. It came into real focus yesterday, Claire. Yeah, he delivered a statement at the front of the White House where he declared himself to be a president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. He then went on to say that he will call in the military to bring violent outbursts to an end if the state governments don't step up and do more to bring things under control. After that, he took a walk across the street to a nearby church uh, where he held a Bible for the cameras. And to give him clear passage to that church, authorities broke up a peaceful protest by firing tear gas and deploying flashbangs into that crowd. Uh, A journalist and a cameraman from Channel 7 happened to be there and they were targeted by law enforcement officers, which has seen Prime Minister Scott Morrison ask our embassy in Washington, D.C. to investigate. That footage, especially that from the Channel 7 team, is quite confronting. What's the reaction been from the Democrats to all of this? There's been a real focus on that call from Trump to call the military in and what Uh, Democrats have said is that we live in a democracy, not a dictatorship. They say it's the move of a would-be authoritarian leader. There's lots of focus on exactly that point. And Joe Biden, the presumptive presidential candidate for the Democrats, has also uh, given a speech where he says that Trump seems to be more interested in serving the passions of his base than the needs of the people in his care. So there seems to be a lot of focus at the moment on whether Trump is helping things or exacerbating the situation. And that's a situation that's seeing major US cities operate under a curfew. Cities like New York, Washington, LA, Philadelphia. Authorities are trying to get a handle on the nighttime violence and looting. More than 10 people have died so far, Claire, in these protests. Yeah, and uh, 5,600 people at least have been arrested. There's also been cases of uh, police officers being shot and injured, so they're being targeted uh, in those protests just as uh, there are plenty of accusations of police still behaving very aggressively and heavy-handedly. And it's not going unnoticed on the international stage as well. Hong Kong's chief executive, Carrie Lam, has said there's a double standard in the international reaction when it comes to dealing with riots in in both countries. Catching up on a bit of coronavirus news now and leaked documents are spreading a bit more light on the early days of the outbreak. They show the World Health Organization really struggling to get information from China. So the United States, which last week pulled out of the World Health Organization saying it was too controlled by China, uh, one of its main complaints was that it was complicit in letting China sit on information and as a result the coronavirus took off across the world. But what those leaked communications within the World Health Organization point to is frustrated officials who were facing significant delays by China and if they'd had that information Uh, a bit earlier, then perhaps that spread could have been contained a bit more. 
And while we're on the World Health Organization, they've declared Central and South America as intense zones as cases continue to grow. Countries like Brazil, Peru, Chile and Mexico are of huge concern. Africa continues to be a concern as well with over 150,000 cases there now. And just to add to this, a new outbreak of Ebola has been declared in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Over to the economy, and the first Tuesday of the month means an announcement from the Reserve Bank on interest rates. They'll be staying low at 0.25%. RBA Governor Philip Lowe had a few optimistic things to say about how the economy is handling things. Yeah, there's still, of course, more to go. September seems to be the point at which everyone is focused on because that's when a lot of this stimulus and other measures uh, are up with the six-month mark since the coronavirus crisis started. But what Governor Lowe has said is that there are some reasons for optimism around the economy that perhaps we might spring back into economic life a bit easier than we thought. But to make no mistake about it, we are still facing the biggest contraction in the economy since the Great Depression of the 1930s. The federal court ruled yesterday that a 2011 live export ban imposed by the Commonwealth was unlawful, awarding a landmark class action case to farmers. Claire, we might need a bit of refresher on this one. Take us back. Back in 2011, there was a report that went to air on ABC TV from Four Corners that looked into the poor treatment of animals at abattoirs in Indonesia. The accusation was that some of those cattle were being very badly uh, mishandled at that end. So, What happened was that the Gillard government back in the day uh, announced a ban on live cattle exports. Uh, That led to an investigation and a class action from farmers. Uh, And what the court said yesterday is that the minister, uh, Joe Ludwig, actually moved without uh, talking to Indonesia about it, talking to his department about it, uh, or taking any assurances that those uh, cattle going into Indonesia could be better handled with some more tight controls. So what's happened is they've won that case, those farmers, uh, and they will be compensated for it. That live cattle export market to Indonesia is worth about $600 million a year. So it gives you an idea about how significant that is. Before we get to a bit more news, a message now from our podcast partner, Chromebooks. Chromebooks are all about making life easier for busy people. So squizzers might be interested to know that Chromebook laptops start in seconds. And if you're doing a software update, you don't have to wait for it to install. You can just work right on through. If this sounds like the sort of convenience you need in your life, head to google.com forward slash Chromebook to find the right laptop for you. I'll put that link in your episode notes as well. A new study from the University of Maryland showed that in 2019, an area of primary forest the size of a football field was lost every six seconds. Primary forests are also known as old growth forests, so older native trees in areas with no signs of human activity. And of course, being older, they're carbon rich. And it's something, of course, that environmentalists are very keen to keep a handle on because there are some governments that haven't necessarily stepped up to the plate when it comes to protecting the uh, 
those big carbon sinks. We're looking at you, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also there have been instances in both um, Indonesia and other places in our region where there's been a lot of fire, uh, particularly in 2019, where smoke even reached neighbouring countries. Of course, Australia is in that mix. We saw a six-fold rise in the total mm. tree loss with those big bushfires uh, at the end of 2019, particularly in New South Wales and Queensland. And Claire, before we wrap up, we have a three-minute squiz this week. ABC presenter and journo Tamara Oden. There's a lovely story about how we found out she's a squizzer. We pointed to a piece where she, as the presenter of ABC News in Melbourne, uh, had been given a very unusual wedding frock. Uh, it's navy blue. It's got this beautiful black leather yoke. And um, she wore it on air. But the backstory mm. was that, yeah, it was someone's wedding dress. And she was keen to pass it on to someone who might enjoy it. So when we pointed to that, Tamara got in touch to say that, hello, I'm a squizzer and I saw you run the piece. So yeah, we've hooked back up with her and asked her to answer a few questions. Head to the Squiz Today email to have a read of Tamara's three minute squiz. It's a great one. Each day you give us a song lyric that relates to something in the news. What have you got for us today, Claire? I've gone for Alison Moyer, a lyric from her song Resurrection, and the lyric is just a little divine intervention uh, that goes to our final story in the email today. There's a prayer book that used to belong to Mary, Queen of Scots, that could be yours if you want to spend uh, upwards of $630,000. That is one expensive Bible. I think that's all from us today. Thanks for listening. If you are enjoying the squiz, please do tell your friends about it. It's the number one way we grow. Have a good Wednesday and we will talk to you tomorrow. The squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.